0: Tokozani welcome back this is a mini-sode um basically mini-sodes for me are random things that I just need to talk about and get off of my mind and chest um this most of my episodes are not super planned so this is something that I've just been feeling sensing and I need to express so here we are um I have been meditating on what I'm noticing about my work and how I present it, you know, how the words that I use to articulate it, the metaphors that I use to help you and us get a sense of what it is that we are here to do. And... I one thing that I've 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 noticed within myself and also in other people is that sometimes when we recognize something in our society and our environment or other people that doesn't resonate, right? We try to be something different and in trying to be different we like run in the polar opposite direction and thus miss the mark of balance and, and, and go into this other extreme and um I, that's something that I'm trying to balance out and 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 adjust and shift within myself, because sometimes the avoidance of something is is pushing you too far out in the other direction. And one of the things that I it's not so much that I avoid, but on a on a public level, there are just certain aspects of my work that I keep private, keep to myself, and um, not because it can't be shared or it's a secret, but because I don't want to be certain things I don't want to be a missionary for the ancestors I don't want to stand on some pedestal and preach to you about why you should be doing this and converting to this and doing that and doing that Um, we've had a lot of that in our society and um, it has created friction and conflict and and toxicness in certain ways um, so in trying to avoid that, though, there are certain inspirations or just messages that I'm not sharing, which is, um, you know, I, I've already been moving away from that, but it's, it's definitely going to continue to change. I also don't share certain things because people take things quickly out of context or they run with it and they just they they start to do strange things, <laughs> you know. And um, I'm, I'm kind of letting go of a little bit of control around that because um, it just, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, there are things that I need to say and, and however way it sits with you is how it sits with you. If it resonates, it resonates. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I really... E- and, and you know, and one of those things that I stopped doing was that, like, I stopped talking about the work and sharing a lot of testimonials, for example, because then that creates expectations that are not realis- realistic. So if 500 people have this amazing experience and are saying, Gogo Tule is just the ish and her ancestors are on point and da-da-da-da-da, that doesn't mean that I should be the reader or the healer for you either, you know, you may be the one that's just like, mm, that was all right. I'm gonna move on to something else, right? It's, it's, it doesn't really matter if thousands of people have had a great experience with me or really resonated with this medicine and that medicine, because everybody is different and everybody needs something different. And I don't want to talk about the work as, as the seducing, drawing you into me, <laughs> into this work, when really you should be listening to your ancestors, you should, you, well, let me not go on that tangent, but you, you, you should be seeking, you should be observing what is in front of you. Um, the opportunities that are in front of you, the healing experiences that are in front of you and checking in within yourself. Is this what I'm called to do beyond what is written beyond the glitz and the glamor and the beauty beyond the details or the, 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 just the physical, you know, is this something that aligns with me? Even if I don't understand it, even if it's clearly written and detailed and, and analytical, is this something that I should align with in this moment in time? Um, is 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 the question that I I wish people would ask themselves more. Um, I'm not here to be everybody's healer. I'm definitely here. I, I definitely think that my presence and your presence can offer something to every single person on the planet, but that offering doesn't have to always, um, exist in one way and in one structure. And, um, that's one of the reasons why I do love sharing so much online because I can touch and interact with people in so many different ways with it out without it having to be this forced, um, thing. So hopefully you, you, you get to where I'm, I'm going here with that, um, but then I wanted to start off by saying those things that I, I haven't shared in a certain way because I'm very conscious about how or at least I try to be very conscious about how I'm doing things um looking at why I'm doing it and and how I'm saying it and how that's impacting me and impacting other people so that's that's the first bit um I also, you know, I want to share a little bit about what it is that I do and how I approach the work and how people are interacting with it and, and what I'm inviting you into, um, in terms of this tradition, this tradition is called Umbungoma. It is a traditional indigenous African way of healing and bringing harmony to individuals and communities and the earth, right? Mm-hmm and it is a way of connecting it's you know as a sangoma as a healer as a seer as a diviner i i live between two worlds or multiple dimensions of worlds and i'm able to share and bring um information messages light energy um awareness consciousness to various situations and that description is so open and fluid and dynamic and it doesn't have a lot of you know let me not say that it doesn't always have this perfect structure so sometimes I'm even challenged by how to explain what I do because I'm like it doesn't always look the same every single day Mm. yes Mm. So with that being said, I, you know, even within myself, I, I say that, you know, the front end of my work looks like a business, but the back end is not, you know, I present things in a certain way so that there's some structure for you to interact with me or interact with the ancestors, um, to interact with the elements of nature. It's, it's, it's an opening. It's an invitation. And um, I want to broaden our understanding of, of what it is that I do and the reality of it. Um, the first thing is divination, ancestral readings. In the Umbungoma tradition, in the ways of our ancestors from Southern and even Western and, and other parts of Africa and the world, divination occurs occurs through many mediums. Um, in this particular tradition, what is most readily available and often most known is the art of throwing the bones, throwing a collection of objects to channel and read patterns to connect with ancestors to connect with energy in order to understand the map of your life. Mm -hmm. And the nation of people that you come from, and the stories that are unfolding in your Akashic or karmic energy field, right? And there are some Sangomas who strictly use the bones. There are some Sangomas who also read water, who read fire, who, who just channel from their head and their mind. I mean, their the ancestral spirits that they, that they channel, and the beings. So another layer that I want to express and that I've been saying a lot on calls with people is that divination is something that occurs in more than one setting. It's not just when I'm sitting on the phone or sitting on the mat in front of you and speaking to you. Divination occurs through dreams, whether... I'm dreaming on behalf of you or you're dreaming on behalf of yourself and I am guiding to interpret the experience divination occurs in the midst of a ritual in the midst of a healing session as we're getting ready to light the candle or do this thing a whole another layer of information is now accessed divination occurs in the midst of a song and a drum because certain emotions start to come up and now I'm sensing and seeing something else about you and other ancestors are now presenting themselves because the ritual of the song or the ritual of the herbs that are being burned are now bringing them closer or in a different way, right? Um, Sometimes I'm just having a conversation with somebody and we're talking about basic human everyday things or they're just telling me about themselves and I start asking them questions and it's like, oh man I start to you know sense and speak and and now I'm also divining sometimes I'm divining and I don't even realize it until I just said a whole bunch of stuff and I look back and I'm like dang that didn't <laughs> that's not what I thought was going to happen here right and I say this you know Because when you to people that like going on this journey with the ancestors be open, because if you're fixated on these 30 minutes or these 45 minutes of me sitting in front of you telling you something to be the be be all and all the the bang, bang, shebang, ooh, it's so good, (laughs) you know is just like that that's not always it and you know sometimes i i i throw the bones and it's like boom 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 i'm talking for 15 20 you know minutes or whatever it is and other times i look at the bones and i'm just and it's just like this is the main thing that you need to know right now you know and that's a 10 minute message or a 30 minute message and i I say this again to reaffirm that the front end of my work and the back end of my work when you actually step into the temple when you step into the energy field that I'm generating many things can occur or, or little things can occur and bits and pieces can occur and I have to remain open to that I have to remain present in the moment and move beyond all of our expectations you know one of the things that I love about the way that we divine in umbungoma is that you know there are times where you don't say anything and the healer and myself is just channeling channeling speaking speaking bringing forth messages right and um even within and other times it's a conversation it's like i say things and then you say things and then i say things and then there's this web that is occurring where we see the connection between what the ancestors are saying and what is actually occurring in your life there are times when um i i channel in whether it's a reading or a dream where the ancestors are showing me a a problem and an issue and they're showing me where it's impacting your life and other times they're showing me where it's coming from so the root of it where it's impacting you and where it's coming from. Um, Other times they're just like, they don't tell me a whole lot about the problem. They're just like, they need this medicine to help them through this block. And that was something that really I had to grow through and, um, because there's so much rhetoric um, and talk about what channelers are and what they're supposed to be able to tell you and how on point they can be and you know one time the ancestors just in a dream told me that this person needs this medicine and i'm like hmm that was strange it's 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 not really common for them to just tell me that somebody needs something and not why and so when i shared it with this person they were grateful that the ancestors didn't tell me why <laughs> and just provided a solution and so the spirits are also respecting privacies and how open people are to knowing certain things at a certain time and et cetera, etc cetera, et cetera, for many different reasons so for me it, it's just important to express these things um, and and the conversational piece about divination is that traditionally when a sangoma starts speaking, um, you know, you're also responding. You're saying yes, well, yes, well, you're saying yes, you're saying ashe, you're saying aho, when something is resonating with you, mm-hmm, it's like a dance or a song that begins to happen. And when I first started doing divinations at the beginning of the reading, I would always say this, I was like, if anything that I'm saying is resonating with you, you can say yes, you can say yes, well, yes, well, you can affirm because it's 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 a part of the experience is all I can say right now um and I think that we are sometimes so much in our colonial western mind of like someone is speaking I have to be quiet and 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 this is not a bad thing I'm just like sometimes I'll say that and people would just get so entranced by what I'm saying that they're so silent and I'm like uh, knock, knock, you still with me? (laughs) You know, it's, it's beautiful because I I know sometimes I, I, I go off and even what I'm saying is, is, is interesting to me. And, um, and even, you know, so it's, it's all normal, but I, I feel like if I share more of the culture behind this and the context behind this, we can kind of all get on board and, and open up to the possibilities of, of what everything is. Um, gonna take a quick break here and and share a few more things so I'm an elder right and um, I feel so blessed that people come to me with a lot of respect and a lot of appreciation for what I do Um, A lot of people understand that this isn't the easiest thing that I could be doing with my life. (laughs) And um, with so much of African spirituality happening online and digitally... And um the hot messes that are occurring in certain spaces, I I feel really grateful that there's a lot of drama that I ain't even in my energy field, ain't even coming to my door, it's just not 18. I'm a, a drama-free person. Um and I I really appreciate the respect that people have for me and the the elders that the spiritual elders that I carry in my blood and in my bones. And I think that sometimes, um, though, the respect can um, kind of draw people in certain directions. um, It's like they want to be super respectful. And so because of that, they're not doing or they're not saying certain things. And one thing that I'm very clear and transparent around is that don't just be silent going on with something just because, you know, like, you have space to speak say how you really feel if you something doesn't make sense to you ask a question if something doesn't resonate with you say that it doesn't resonate um i'm very I, I already work in such a way that i'm like this is what i see this is the opportunity this is the invitation you can say no you know um this is not a forced thing and this is uh, this is a space of truth. This is a space of integrity, and um, it's important to be honest. And I sometimes I just notice people holding back. You know, they'll be like, uh, "This may sound weird," or "I'm a little embarrassed," or "This, this, that." And I'm just like, "Ain't nothing to be embarrassed about. There's really nothing you could say to shock me." there is no aspect of life that the ancestors aren't involved in, you know, it's like, there's nothing inappropriate. And if anything inappropriate occurs, we just gonna deal with that, you know, and that's okay. That's what it means to live and experience and learn and and explore and grow. If you don't put yourself forward, um, then you can't be guided, right? If you're not open, if you're not willing, mm mm-hmm, to let go of control and, and open up to um, trust, right? Because we have to establish um, some trust and all of these things. Um, because healing is also so fluid um, and, and, and breaks through structures and limitations. I often say that this one session or this retreat or this space that we're generating this medicine whether this the medicine is me talking the ancestors speaking through me whether the medicine is actual plants whether the medicines is a, a song or a workshop or a lecture is going to continue to work with you even when you go off to another place um, and you will have other experiences and weeks or months or even years later um, it it will be with you and you may have an experience and it's like, feel free to send me a message. Feel free to come back and ask or feel free to explore it because sometimes I give, you know, people medicines and, you know, they don't dream right away or certain things don't happen right away. So then three months later, something happens and then they don't think that they can reach out back out to me. And I say this also because it's the same thing on my end. I may spend this amount of time with you, but then six months later, the ancestors come to me in a dream or your spirit comes to me in a dream and shows me something else. And then ring a ding ding, you know, you get a long voice message from Gogo talking about, you know, the next thing. And I am very, this is one of the reasons why I talk about time and the fluidity of time because it, past, present and future it truly is one and truly is fluid and I'm very clear that I can't work within the structure of time that we know it to be as humans Um, I am open I know that if if something's not occurring right this second it may later and I'm not going to force a session or structure or or you know this business uh, minded thing just because it didn't happen in the time and the space that we thought it would happen so the communication is open and fluid. I care. You know, I care about what happens to you as we're doing the work. I care what happens to you after we do the work. Um, I care about the life bulbs. I care about the successes. Um, you know, when you are talking to me, your ancestors are talking to me. Yes. And I am here to listen. Um, and I respect that that is a very real thing that is occurring so um I'm not too busy I'm not too tired this is what the the spirits put me on the earth to do and and I understand and I will communicate my boundaries and you will communicate your boundaries and we will be here in community whether it's physically present with each other or at a distance or um years later <laughs> okay so another thing that okay i want to share around is the practice Umbungoma practices we have the art of divination which is the opening and um i work with plants in a number of different ways um you know i've written about um healing plants in terms of spiritual baths gazas um, steams and, um, different ways that we take medicines to purge. Um, some of these medicines, I'm able to work with people at a distance. Some of these medicines, you know, it's really important to be done in person. Um, I work a lot through channeling and trance and altered states of consciousness mm -hmm, or energy work in a very indigenous or shamanic way. And, um, you know, I work a lot through prayer, I work a lot through dreams. Um, And these healing modalities, um, these extractions, these removals, these activations that occur, um, everybody moves through it differently, right? The same medicine that one person needs for protection may not be the same exact one for another person um some medicines will work great with all types of people and um sometimes you know we're getting ready to do this ritual and then the ancestors are like boom you know like we're doing a fire well let me not give that example because it's i'm just making stuff up now (laughs) but um it's just like we start to do something and then it becomes something else where different spirits show up to express um what is is needed and sometimes it be at the last last minute right and so sometimes i just i just want to be so organized but um It'd be another thing once we open the portals. And for that, I I often say that this journey for healing around ancestors, right? We're talking about healing things on a generational level. Like it just didn't begin with you. Um, Of course, there are things that you've experienced in this lifetime that are, are, are specific or unique to this lifetime. But it's a lot of work. And this is more about a journey than it is a certain number of sessions. And, um, you know, sometimes I do a few sessions with people and I, I, I give them space to get, let the medicine continue to work with them. Um, but you are, it's also important for you to pay attention to how these medicines are impacting you, what you're noticing over time, you know, over seasons and you a lot of these healing modalities can be done um often you know cleansing is a regular process just like you know in religion they they annually or seasonally they fast you know you can come and get your bath and and your steam and these things on a regular basis to keep your energy up because sometimes we make this mistake that like oh you know i got cleansed i healed and um, this thing shifted, and I feel great. And then weeks or months later, you start to feel off, or you know, you feel stuck again, or your ancestors aren't communicating with you the way that you would like, <clears throat> and you feel like you've done something wrong. And it's like, no, we're it's the next level, it's the next upgrade, or it's the next layer. You know, when we speak about ancestral elevation, we truly are also elevating in layers because one ancestor made one ancestor that is in a lower space and is in a traumatic space where it's suffering may come up and then we do the work you know we drum we pray we work with the medicines and that ancestor elevates and and they're well and then a few months later another ancestor comes through and it's like oh god or 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 another issue around your womb and your sexuality and what is housed there another layer is being is calling to shed Mm -hmm. There are ancestors that will keep you know, it, it, you, we think talking about lineage, we're talking about thousands of spirits. So the work continues. And, um, you know, I don't know when we are gonna be done. <laughs> but um, it's beautiful, because we do get time and space for for blessings for for abundance for for success. Um, but you also it, it just requires a little bit more awareness. Because I, I don't want to be well, It's not that, you know, I think my job is to be your healer forever. Like, no, you should move on. You should um, begin to be able to navigate certain things on your own. Um, But also just acknowledging how much the whole ancestral way of healing has always been in community. It wasn't many people doing anything by themselves, you know. When you look at every ceremony in these documentaries or in these videos online, it's groups of healers, it's groups of drummers, it's all these roles and people um, in place to allow this thing to happen. And when things fall short or there's a problem, you should have somebody to turn to. And, you know, it's it's a little challenging to create community in these times because, not only the individualism that's in our modern society, but we're all in different parts of the world. And, um, you know, we want to respect people's boundaries and energies and, um, you know, make sure that we're exchanging um, money and energy and offerings properly and, and all of that. But um, I, I, I feel something around community that really needs to happen amongst African spirituality um, especially for those of us that are in the diaspora and are practicing some of these things that are, we're far away from, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just needed to say it. And, um, you know, I, I just recognize that. Okay. So I've gone on some tangents. Let me see if there's anything else that, um, should be shared at this time yeah okay I want to talk about waiting right Um, you know sometimes you reach out to me send me a message or a healer or an elder or this thing and it takes them a little bit of time to get to you and that's okay everything is still in divine time and um i want to talk about this in a way that i haven't before um waiting let's just let's just take this back to the old school way you have this healer this shaman Who lives in the mountains in the woods somewhere usually a little bit far away from most towns and cities and so traditionally people would get up from where they are walk you know bike drive this long way and they show up at the healer's house and they're offered something to drink and they're probably not the only one there there's probably a long line of other um, people seeking healing seeking divination seeking consultation and so you wait and you sit and it may be minutes, it may be hours, it may be days, right? And when ceremony and healing happens, it can be, you know, um days and nights and weeks long. And there's and and sometimes we're we're waiting for the ancestors to clarify something before we just get up and do another thing. And I I just want to bring that imagery back because this is it, something that I've I've noticed, but I also hear a lot of other spiritualists and communities talk about just because of so much access to information and so much so much access to healers. There's this like jumping around going on, and in our tradition, you know, you can get as many readings from as many Sangomas as you want, but. There's a, a level of respect around medicine because you don't want to mix a whole bunch of different things together in one space. Each medicine deserves its time, and even the plants, right? You know, when you're working with certain medicines, you want to work with them one at a time so that you can really get to know them, their quality, and see how they're impacting you before saying, "Oh, this doesn't work," and then you move on to the next thing, right? And respecting time and space and and waiting. Is is, is is medicine in itself you know sometimes it's like you're and and when you're mixing a whole bunch of things different things you know I'm doing this medicine with this healing this medicine with this healer and this medicine with this healer it's like as long as they're all in aware of all the medicines that you're working with it's, it's not necessarily an issue but there's a certain level of just protocol and honesty and integrity around what we're all doing. And um, I always, and it's just important to communicate these things. And when you're not getting what you want from a certain healer, and then thus you're just going off to another one, it can create blockages um, and it can create confusion and it can create a number of different things. And that, and, and, and I'm just, I'm not judging anything. I'm just reflecting back to you to sit and and observe yourself because when you're impatient, right, you know, they say that you can act out of love or you can act out of fear and everything is rooted in those things. Impatience trickles down somewhere to fear and when we act out of fear, it, you know, cause and effect, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to attract things that also come from fear or also come from impatience right and you know people are sometimes expressing well i went to this place and this happened and it was horrible and this that and the third and sometimes the conversation is always to blame of of that in doombo or that temple or that healer or that thing and it's just like please also observe yourself Mm -hmm. please also look at um what impatience or what not willing to wait and see and listen to when you're being divinely and intuitively directed to do something because even i can admit especially on this journey i've done things because it was exciting and, and wonderful and you know ooh they're saying this over here let me go figure i want some of that you know and it goes back to what i was saying earlier like are you really tuning into your intuition hey what have your ancestors really said about this thing mm-hmm. and is your lack of patience um uh, a sign to move on or a sign to sit still until you are directed to the next place mm-hmm. um i i hope that that makes sense and resonates um yeah That I, I, I don't want to sound like there's a bunch of wrong or rights a lot of times we don't really know until hindsight until we look back and see oh okay I could have adjusted that thing that I did over there <laughs> a little bit and you know we learn either way we grow either way from life's experiences so I'm in acceptance of that um I really think that's all I needed to say, and I will definitely build on this conversation as, as as, insight and wisdom and hindsight continue to guide me forward and guide us forward. Oh, it just came to me. So everything that I have shared on this mini is also a reason why lately and as I move forward, there are certain things that I offer and, and I put out there in terms of programs, in terms of events and gatherings, and I don't go into detail about the itinerary, right? It's like day one, hour one, hour two, we're gonna do this, and then hour three we're gonna do that. Like I'm you know, I, I appreciate structure, I do, and I, I see the purpose of of being organized, I really do, but I have to honor both the yin and the yang of this work. There is structure in African spirituality. There is protocol. There is law. Um, you know, universal laws that we um, tend to and and, and live by. Um, so I don't want to make it seem like it's just this disorganized, you know, just whateverness. But because you know, certain things can come up and shift and change very quickly in terms of what the ancestors are showing and presenting. You know, I don't always say, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And even in my healing sessions, people are like, you know, I, I give you certain things to prepare, but I keep certain things open because I know that the spirits may shift and I may shift and be guided to do something differently. Um, and a lot of times things depend on who shows up and, and what energy they show up in. So the ancestral healing gathering, for example, we're keeping very open and fluid because one, we wanted to do a gathering that's just very accessible. You know, we know that, um, with the political and economic times, things are still financially difficult, but there's still work that can and needs to happen in person. And, um, So we just wanted to make an an affordable and easy space for people to come and be at. And we'll have our tools. We'll have all Umbungoma practices and different forms of medicines accessible to hold space for people. But I'm just kind of, in some situations, I'm just kind of moving out of a space of, of having to have this A, B, C, D, X, Y, and Z structure and explanation to every single thing. Um, it starts to feel disruptive to my spirit at times to mm -hmm, be so um, yang that I forget the yin mm -hmm, of this process. And it doesn't mean that there won't be retreats and events and things that have very clear itineraries and programs that have very clear packages. But I just want you to know that you know, it's not about secrecy or, you know, trying to hide something. Um, I work with integrity. I strive for integrity. And I'm honest and transparent when I don't know something, when something is off. I, I bring that forth as well. And to the best of my abilities in each present moment of time. So, because I pray that this <laughs> rambling... Was 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 helpful and wise, and gives you a better sense of of where I'm coming from, and how I approach things, and um, what you're entering when you enter into the sacred spaces that I create, co-create with these divine, cosmic, amazing, loving, elevated ancestors. Took us on more thing um I don't know why I'd be ending anything because it's just an ongoing conversation we have having over here with the spirits um I wanted to share in addition to what I've said thus far that the aspect spirituality is what I can speak the most about because I have the most experience with that whether you are going into an ile, whether you're going into an Akan temple, whether you're going into a Kemetic temple, whether you're going into an Indumba and Umgoma temple, whether you're going into a Haitian temple, whether you're going into a Vudun temple, if you walk this ancestral African spirituality path, something along the way is going to trigger you. Something along the way is going to seem like it doesn't sit right with you. And um, this is especially because we've been so far removed from it, right? We didn't grow up with this. We don't have a lot of guidance around this. We don't have a lot of mentors around this. We don't live, some for some of us, in the places where this first came into existence, right? So everybody on some way on this road is going to have something that they have resistance towards something that they don't think that they agree with and the before I say anything else like this is something that is is going to challenge us to learn how to have better discernment right because I'm not trying to convince anybody to continue to do something that is um is being presented right because to me these traditions are authentic and whole and and pure um but how we present things how humans present things and how humans do things sometimes can go down the road of um toxicity it can go down the road of lack of integrity lack of authenticity Changes because of systems and politics and economics and all of these things, right? So, it takes discernment to recognize those types of things, and I'm putting that to the side because I can't speak on that on a general level, you know. I don't know what happens in this place that I'm not at, you know. so I'm 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 putting that to the side and saying you need discernment and you will gain discernment for sure if you continue to walk the path in life, um, and so beyond these things that are not honorable, right? Even within the context of these umbungoma or these traditional practices, you know, even if you did grow up with this, is is something is going to to trigger some resistance in you and you're going to look and be like "Mm, I don't know if this is the place for me and I that is very real you know doubts we all experience doubts in life and I also say this because you know no one sangoma is the standard of sangoma so you may be looking at me and saying, oh, wow, she's an amazing sangoma. She's an amazing healer. And then you have this expectation that sangomas are this way. Mm-hmm. And it's very important to know that not every sangoma operates the same. We are come from the same root, but we are branches and leaves of a tree that have different expressions. Um, and I say this also because, you know... And a conversation that I'm going to be you know having a little bit more as we move forward is around initiation but you know some people think that because I'm this way that you know or I am how I am or whatever I don't know what people be thinking sometimes <laughs> but they think that oh if I go into this tradition it means I'm going to be like gogo tule <clears throat> no if I go into this I'm going to be like this Baba or like this Iya and like this thing. And now we're create from outsiders looking in, we're creating um, these boxes, right? You know, about what it means to be an ancestral healer or to be called or to heal in this way. And that I, I, I see this trip people up a lot. And they convince themselves that there's something about this that ain't for them. Um, And I just challenge you because when I reached, there were times in my journey where I reached something and I was like, dang, if I had stopped at the point of my doubt at that point right there in the past I would have never discovered this about myself and the whole thing that we're saying about this spiritual journey is that we want to discover ourselves. we want to remember who we truly are even as I sit now in this moment there are things that I still have yet to discover about myself so for me to go into a space and be like this isn't me okay this ain't the me that I am right now (laughs) But I have yet to get to know the me that remembers the memory, yes, of this practice. Mm -hmm. And you have to give your. You don't have to do anything. I keep using have to and I'm trying to move past, you know, these conditioned words. But at some point, you know, what life coaches talk about a breakthrough, right? The energy of a breakthrough within the context of these indigenous traditions requires experience. It requires time put in for you to see and for you to know your reflection in it. Hey. Hey. And I don't think that the ancestors created these traditions so that everybody can be the same. Hey. I think that they created you know I see the interconnectedness in it I see the similarities sometimes I witness other Sangomas and I'm just like oh my gosh (laughs) I see why I'm a part of this you know and it's so affirming and other times I'm like I see why my ancestors birthed me this way because I'm bringing something different into this space and you know I feel like I'm going a, a little too deep into this but I want to say that with encouragement, because the deeper I go into this, the deeper I swim into the ocean of the origins of what this is, I witness how much this is who we have always been. Mm-hmm. and. I don't see how this isn't for somebody you know everybody may not be called to play the same role for sure but to say that I have nothing to do with this in the spirit and in, in the wisdom of Ubuntu is it's it's like conflicting mm-hmm. and um yeah I think that's that's the message and the word for the moment so Thank mm-hmm. you.